Hello and welcome to Outstanding Care Business Podcast, a podcast for care professionals, care business owners, investors and suppliers. My name is Isaac Theophilos and thank you very much for tuning in. This is episode one. Before I start the episode, you probably want to know why I am doing a podcast. In order to know the reason, you will have to listen to my life story. I believe everyone should get the best possible care or outstanding care during their vulnerable stages of life. Would you not consider it as a basic human right? I believe everyone should receive the best possible care or we have to make circumstances or context and systems to develop, uh, to deliver the best possible care when people are unwell. Would you not agree that? If you are in the care sector, you would definitely agree because we are all going to be vulnerable or we are going to be having some kind of disability at some stage in our life and we will have to seek out help from the care professionals. I want to share my life story with you. I don't think I have shared my life story in detail in any of my channels so far. So through my podcast, it's actually coming out. I'll share as much as possible and I will keep it as short as possible as well. To make it simple for you, I would like to divide my life into four phases. Phase one is from the age of zero to around 23 until I migrated to the UK. And phase two is from journey from being a care worker to becoming a manager of a successful nursing home. Phase three is my journey as a care home consultant and becoming a book author. And phase four, where I am currently in, I became a care home provider and sort of starting a podcast to share mission to help others to deliver the best possible care. Let's start with my childhood, phase one. I had a very humble beginnings. I was born in South India in a place called Kerala. Unfortunately, I lost my parents when I was 10 years old. And then I was taken into a boarding school. Luckily, I was able to study in one of the best schools in South India, which was a great blessing because I still have a lot of friends who I'm so much attached all over the world. And being in a boarding school really helped me to get a routine of my life. I still remember waking up early in the morning and ringing the bell to wake up other children in order for them to get dressed and do the prayers in the morning. So it was a Christian school which really brought a lot of values into my life as well. I think some of the key habits of my life, which still I'm practicing, is actually developed from my boarding school, which I'm very much grateful for. Living without parents and exploring the world was not at all easy. And during that, my tough time, even though I lost my parents, I didn't actually get a chance to sit down and reflect on what I have lost by losing my parents. I never felt as if like I lost something huge, probably because of my very limited memory of having parents. But sometimes, you know, very occasionally or very rarely, I felt uncomfortable seeing other people being or other children being pampered by their parents or, you know, they're getting extra attention, etc. That was really 
on very occasion i used to feel a bit sad about it but that didn't actually stay with me at all because when i look back now i really feel everything happened for the best reason during that time there was a lot of people family and friends who helped me to move forward in my life to get the right education there was a lot of helping hands i'm so grateful to all of them a big kisses to all of them you know you who you are if you're listening to this and all those people i tried to call them and thank them for their amazing blessings they have given me during that time still now i call them very occasionally even though more often i wanted to do it more often but i am so grateful to deep in my heart i'm so grateful to a lot of people who supported me during that tough stage of my life which is amazing so once i left my school it was a very challenging world out there because you are actually coming out of the school especially from a boarding school where you don't have to worry about anything because everything is in house and now i came out of that protected world it was a bit challenging because i have to take things into my hands i had to solve a lot of problems to move forward in life once i was out of school i joined my nursing just because my sisters were nurses and there was a lot of opportunities for nurses to go abroad that was the reason during that time and also my sisters used to come and tell me a lot about caring for others and nursing people you know my world was not big enough to have any other choice because i was having this constant conversation about nursing and other things at home so i decided that i want to go for nursing as well because i didn't have any other options uh, rather than just jump into nursing and then migrate to one of the western countries to make a living there so that was the whole intention while doing the nursing although i am a very caring person i don't intend to hurt anybody else and i did my nursing always in the right way there was a deep passion for it i don't think i had discovered myself as uh, or my purpose of my life is nursing during that stage at all then after i did my nursing i had to do a lot of test in order to come to uk i preferred uk the only reason was because it was cheaper to come to uk than any other country and during this time i had to go through a lot of challenges my grandfather was unwell i had to look after him during my nursing uh, studies he was really unwell he had stroke and i had to look after him basic foundations of care like repositioning he had stroke he couldn't move we didn't have air mattress you tell me you know all the facilities that you see in care environment in western country it, it was exploratory kind of nursing because i was studying for nursing as a student and then still i'm caring for my grandfather during his last stages of life and so what did my life during childhood or phase 1 has taught me so basically at the very young age i had the opportunity to solve the problems in my life so every next step in my life during that little young age i was able to find a way to move forward to the next level so i also had opportunity to become a bad person to get influenced by bad people i had loads of those opportunities as well i think it's because of the values that was instilled during the boarding school help me to identify what is good and wrong in this world and what i should be doing to move forward so i'm so blessed to have that kind of context around me in order to support me in order for me to move forward in my life so i was a problem solver at the very young age 
So if you're listening and you have kids, and if you are sort of like a parenting advice, I would say, which is entirely different from the care sector advice is put your children on the spot and let them solve problems. Don't do things for them. They need to be aware of the real world challenges. They need to be aware of the difficulties that they have to go through in order to achieve the things that they want to achieve. So don't pamper them, you know, let them explore appreciate their efforts rather than the appreciating the goal or victory next phase of my life is phase two is from the time when i migrated to uk until i was successful as a nursing home manager so i came to uk in 2010 i came on a student visa uh, started as a care worker in a care home in sussex and then i moved on to work as a nurse in another care home then progressed to become a manager of a nursing home. And then that care home had outstanding in all the areas of inspection, all the five domains in 2017. That was our second outstanding rating. It achieved because of the effort, collective effort of all the members of the team and including the director. I can't take the credit at all. I was only a reason for making that happen as well. So that journey was equally exciting and challenging. It's a story for a big book, but I really enjoyed. If you ask me what was my learning during phase two of my life, I would say I was always keen on finding things to learn more. And obviously, I was sort of like excessive in personal growth and development. So I was listening to several books audiobooks, reading books. I was a voracious reader. I was listening to podcasts. At some point, I was so crazy that I was reading up to like four big books in a week as a target during my time as a manager. And then I did an MBA from Canterbury Christchurch University. I was the manager. Along with that, I managed the care home and solved a lot of my personal problems uh, back in India as well. So it was amazing. I always had a passion for finding a better of me by listening to other people's stories. We are all average of the five people around us. But in my case, there is no big or successful people around me to have friendship or form friendship. So one of the ways I could have that same feelings or advice was to read book, listen to podcasts, uh, YouTube videos. There was never ending. I learned quite a lot. That widened my thinking. That helped me to see the world in a different way and see the bigger picture rather than being narrow focused and selfish, uh, etc. So I become a bit of open minded person and uh, listening to different perspectives and different ways of thinking. And I was deep focused on psychology of why people think in that in such a way that they are thinking. It was all interesting. So I really enjoyed that journey as well. The outcome was we were the first care home in Sussex to get outstanding in all the domains on five domains during that time. I think during that time, there was only five or six nursing homes in the entire country to achieve those accolades. So that was my phase two of my life, which I am so grateful to many people as well. Again, my team, my director and other people who were around me during that time. Then we come on to my phase three of becoming an author or So if you ask me a reason why I left my job, I have no idea. So somebody asked me, why did you leave your job? Because it was a well-paying job. You know, you were settled, you have a house. But reflecting back during that time, if you ask me 
the same question. I didn't actually have an answer. All I wanted to do was to do something amazing. There was no clarity on, or there's no clarity on having a business plan in order to start a business or anything. So I just quit the job and sort of like everybody around me was so surprised. And then deep in my heart, I knew that I am good at something and I need to figure this out. And through my MBA, I was able to realize that thinking back, back my life and becoming a nursing home manager and getting outstanding and being a nurse and my life story, everything is actually matching up to do something bigger in the care sector. And I was actually forming to become really passionate about delivering the quality service. Retrospectively, I think that was my mission, even though I was not actually expressing it out myself during that time. So I decided to write a book during that stage, never written a book before. I had to learn a lot of skills in order to put that book together as one piece. We published it in 2018, June at the Helpless Care Show. So far, I have sold around like 5,000 plus books to the care sector. I'm sure most of the care homes or most of the dome care companies will have a copy of my book in their shelf. And it's all, you know, I'm so humbled and proud to be happening that because I used to do mock inspections when I go to care homes. People ask me to sign the book, which is a great feeling because people appreciate the value that I have put in that book. Since writing the book, I sort of started getting to know people in the sector. And then I got my first consultancy client who paid me £500 for an inspection of their care home for a two-day visit, I think, and writing the report. I was so pleased to have a paying customer to pay me that amount of money, which I used to earn as a manager probably at least a week. It took me a week to earn that money. So I was thinking, oh, this model is really good. <laughs> so I started consulting for care homes. I started mock inspections. People started getting to know me. I started going for speaking sessions. Then people started knowing me. I started sending email newsletters, social media, etc. So sort of people started to understand what I am standing for and they want to achieve what I have achieved. They also got attached to my values and my beliefs because most of the people in the care sector wants to deliver amazing care. And because of so many reasons, they are not able to and they want to know from the people who has done it in order to replicate it in their care home or the care business. And I was happy to share as well. So I got a lot of paid clients. I went and inspected more than 100 care homes, you know, detailed auditing. I have seen good, bad, and very ugly care homes as well. I saved some care homes from closing down. So that journey was so inspiring because I learned probably 100 times more than I learned in my entire life during that time period of phase three of my life because I was able to interact with a lot of people, amazing people in the sector. I was able to interact with the challenges of the sector, solve the problems, and I was becoming confident in my own skills. So all my focus was based on transforming the leaders of this care organizations to deliver better outcomes for people who is living in care homes. So basically, people being happy living in care homes, they're able to walk again, they're able to go to the toilet by themselves, they're able to enjoy the visits from the families, engaging in activism, encouraging independence. You know, you can take that level to any extent you want, depending on the resources that you have available. So that's what I was actually encouraging people to do. Sometimes the limit is in their mind and I try to take that out by their box thinking and 
I tell them that you have to think out of the box from the regulations in order to deliver the best possible care. Of course, we have to follow the regulations as well. That is basics or that's foundation. If you are not doing that, there's no point in doing amazing stuff once in a During this time, again, my passion for self-development and personal growth has never stopped. So I earn money from consultancy. I spent on mentors. I spent on studying courses, you know, digital technology, marketing, mindset, you know, psychology of influencing, all those sort of things. So I had very lovely, fantastic mentors who really helped me to really identify what I'm capable of. And I had mentorship in mindset. I have mentorship in leadership. I had mentorship in business management, business purchasing, you name it. So I did really invest a lot of money into myself, which I believe is the biggest asset. And I also had a big failure where I started an e-commerce business. Yes, it did make a little bit of money, but it was not sustainable and it was not my passion either, which I realized, you know, which was a big realization. You know, in when you are an entrepreneur, you have this shiny object syndrome, you actually tither away and then do the things that you feel like, oh, that's going to make me rich now. <laughs> so that was a moment of clarity where I believed, you know, I'm not good at anything else. My expertise is in the care home sector. My expertise is helping other people to deliver amazing care. So that's what I should be focusing on. And since then, I focused on that. And that led me to my phase four of my life. So what is the learning from my phase three of my journey? Continue to have professional and personal growth. Because if you are listening as a care worker, you become best at what you do as a care worker in order to become a team leader. Or you have to become a best team leader in order to become a manager of a care home. So you have to become a best manager in order to become a care home provider, a successful care home provider. So whatever you do now, you should be doing at this best in order to move forward. But if you skip that step, if you are not good at what you do and you are jumping onto the next career ladder, you will fall at some point. So you have to be really good at what you do, regardless of how much it's paid, regardless of how much position you have now, it doesn't matter. Do the best in your current role so that you will get an opportunity. The beauty is you need to become a team leader to understand what are the opportunities as a manager. You need to become a manager to understand what are the opportunities outside of becoming a manager. So unless you climb on top of the mountain, you don't know what the next mountain looks like or you don't know what the world is going to look at other end. So my advice to you would be, Whatever you do now, do it very, very, very well. Even if you're not recognized by your boss or managers, doesn't matter. The opportunity will appear at the right time for you. So all you have to do is do the best you can as much as you can now. Sometimes I have heard people saying, I'm not getting enough support. They find all other ways to the circumstances around them, not supporting them to do what they are supposed to be doing. And I completely disagree to those sort of statements because there's only so much you can control outside of you. But within you, you can actually control your actions, thoughts, words, and how you prioritize things in your life to move forward in your life. So be good at what you do now in order to become good at what you're going to do in the next career move or next business venture. And now, finally, I am on my phase four of the journey. 
So what is my goal for this journey? I really want to become the best care provider in the world. And I also want to become one of the inspiring people in the care sector in order for other people to deliver the best possible care as well. Hence the reason for this podcasting. It is beyond my comfort zone to record the podcast, edit it or spend that money on marketing, etc. to reach out to you. But I think it has more value of reaching out to those right people like yourself who are motivated to deliver the best possible care. And if I can be a reason for you to do your best, that's how the world will change. We all collectively thinking in the same way, in the good sense, or providing the best possible care, the care sector will evolve. Rather than talking about all the challenges, yes, we need to address these challenges, but we want to get rid of all the mindset or the brain block for all the professionals or all the business entrepreneurs out there to get out of those box thinking and bring their best out of them in order to deliver the best possible care. So that's my phase four of the journey. You know, this is an amazing sector. I don't know how people in other sector like factories or manufacturing or let's say driving a train, how do they do it? I have no idea because I'm so blessed to be dealing with people and I'm so happy because we are all social human beings and think about talking to a machine 24 hours a day. In our sector, we can talk to people, our residents, our families. There's always somebody that we can connect to on a daily If you reflect my life, my understand my journey so far, what I believe is I am actually born to change the approach of the world to the care sector. And I'm really on a mission. I even believe that my parents gave up their lives for me to be passionate about caring for people who are vulnerable due to their old age, disability, or their mental health conditions. Because I have cared for more people in life, in my life, than any care that I have received in my own life as a child in my life. So I have a mission to fulfill. Mission is that everyone should receive outstanding care when they are vulnerable in their life. And I know that's a big ask. It doesn't matter. Let's get the ball rolling. So I am making a start here through my podcast. I want to bring in amazing people who share the vision, values, and ethos to share that amazing mission to the rest of the world because we are all going to be vulnerable one day. There will be a day when we will not be able to go to toilet ourselves. There will be a day when we will not be able to feed ourselves. There will be a day when we are not able to turn ourselves. There will be a day when we can't walk. We need to use the wheelchair to get the help of somebody else. So if you believe that you're going to be healthy forever in your life, good luck to you. So my mission or our mission collectively is to raise the awareness of the sector and bring the best outcome for the people who are receiving the care. If you like my mission, if you believe the same, subscribe and share this podcast with everyone you know. And make sure that you comment, you subscribe, you tell me your opinions. I love to get feedback, whether it's good or bad. I really value it because that helps me to grow as a person, better podcaster, better influencer, etc. So you need to let me know what you think of this podcast as well. And please don't be a selfish person. Let your friends know who Isaac is or what he's on a mission, etc. 
So share this to at least one person and let me know in the social media and I will be delighted. I would be delighted to see you in person and I would be delighted to hear from you as well. I would like to compare my life to metamorphosis of a butterfly. It goes through different phases of life in order to become a beautiful butterfly with all the colors spreading the joy to the world. I think I am on my face for I am a butterfly. My care organization is called Bliss Care and our logo is Butterfly. So now you know what is the relevance of my life journey so far because I'm going to share that happiness to the entire world to deliver the best possible care and people when they are at vulnerable stages of their life, they should be able to smile and be happy for the rest of their life. Thank you very much. Until the next episode, goodbye.